You are dialed in to the Success Line Podcast, the place where you get a chance to phone a friend, call in a lifeline, and ask a favor of someone who's been there and done that. This is Real People getting one-on-one coaching with Success Entrepreneurship Editor and New York Times bestselling author, Rory Vaden. Here's Rory. Hey there, it's Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group and your host of The Success Line. What you're about to hear is a real-life conversation with somebody that I am just meeting about the actual struggles they are facing each and every day in their life and their business. You and I are going to meet them at the same time. We're going to have an honest talk and then stick around at the very end and I'll do a debrief and a recap highlighting some of the biggest takeaways that you can apply to your own life. Let's get started. Every week, I get so fired up when it is time for the Success Line interview for this podcast. And today is no different. We are meeting a woman named Kayleen for the first time who I've never met, never talked to, don't know that much about her. So we're going to meet her together and we're going to understand what is the journey that she's on and how can we create a straighter line, a more direct line to helping her achieve success. Kayleen, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your story. Who are you? Where do you come from? What, what have you been up to? And then, and then we'll talk about where you're going. Okay. Um, well, I currently live in Houston. I was born in Kalamazoo. Okay. Um, Michigan that is. And, um, Currently, I am working towards my Bachelor of Science in General Studies with a minor in business, and my hope is to start a coaching business. Interesting. So where does that come from? Well, I struggled with addiction um, at one point in my life, and so I, that is my way of wanting to give back to others. Ah, okay. Um, and so, so that went, that went on like, um, and now you're kind of like, you want to dedicate your life to helping people that are going, is it, is it helping people who are struggling with addiction or do you not know exactly yet? Well, I'm not sure. My intention was originally to start a recovery coaching business, but I'm kind of thinking like a life coach at this point, because I just want to, be able to give back to people and uh, encourage people who are struggling with self-worth, confidence, just, you know, a whole lot of different things. Uh-huh. Is that, is that the question you have in mind for the success line or like, um, yes. that you got, you've got to the point pretty quickly there. Is that, is that basically like what's on your mind and what you're, what you're doing and working on right now? Yes, it is. Okay. So you're going to school for, you're getting your bachelor's right now. Yes, I'm currently working on my bachelor's. It's something that I tried to achieve years ago, but I never finished. So now at this point, I am going back to finish that. Okay. And what have you been doing in terms of like your work experience? So at some point you, you know, started on that, didn't finish it. At some point you dealt with some addiction stuff um, and then... Now you're looking at starting your, you're finishing school and then starting your own thing. 
work-wise, like what has been your other kind of work experience? Well, I have 25 years experience in the pharmacy industry. I worked as a technician uh, up until about three years ago um, when I, you know, decided I was going to finish my bachelor's. So that's what I've been doing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and have you ever, so you, is that pretty much the primary thing you've done your whole career? Yes, it is. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so you've never, never actually run your own business like this is, this is your first entree into that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. And did anyone, have you ever, like, were you raised in an entrepreneurial family? Have you ever like grown up around it or no? No, actually, my parents were both educators. My father was an elementary school teacher, and my mother worked in special education. Wow, I like it. Um, So I guess my first question for you is, there's a lot of ways to be able to give back to people, but you're currently thinking of going, I would love for it to become my business. And I'd love to not only give back, I'd love, I'd love to get into business for myself. Uh, is there some, anything specific driving that or where, like, where does that drive come from? I've always had a drive for self-development, but as far as the coaching business, I guess with some of the people that I've come in interaction with, you know, such as Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi, you know, people like that. Um, that's where I had gotten the idea from. Gotcha. Okay. How long ago did you have the idea? Like how long have you been stewing on this? For about four years. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, it's been brewing there for a while. It's a calling, it's a calling that won't go away. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, all right. So, I'll, I'll say this. So we love the coaching business um, as a business model. It's a fantastic. It's we've spent a huge part of our career building coaching companies. Um, we have a coaching company right now is, I mean, it's a training company and we do one-on-one coaching, um, but it's, it's really, you know, in that training and personal development coaching space. Um, um, it's a great business model. Uh, it's a way that you can actually make substantial income fairly quickly, which is a good, is a good thing. Um, and it doesn't require like a ton of staff and overhead necessarily to get started depending on, you know, a few basic skill sets. Um, so I like that. Um, now you said in terms of the type of coaching you have in mind, you mentioned life coaching, is there anything anything more specific that you know about what you want to do or who you want to serve, or is that about as far as you've gotten? Well, I thought about going into like financial, you know, advice also because that has something that I've gotten very good at um, that I struggled with also myself, but I'm I'm just not sure exactly you know, what it is I want to do. Uh-huh. All right. So here's one of the biggest, the biggest things is funny. Like the question you're actually asking me is directly something that we help people with in our actual business. So we got lots of, lots of ideas here and how to, how to help you. Um, and, uh, you you'll end up with a great free coaching call, hopefully, which is awesome because that's, that's why we're here. So, the number one mistake that people make on this is they ask themselves the question, what should I do? 
And one of the things that our team talks about a lot at Brand Builders Group is we say, don't ask, what should I be doing? Instead, ask, who should I be serving? Um, when you ask, what is my calling? What is my purpose? What should I do? There's, a, there's like so many things come up of things that you could do. But when you say, who should I be serving? Who do I want to dedicate my life to, to helping? Um, and we've actually said this on other episodes because it, it comes up a lot. Um, you know, we have this whole formal like two day process that we take people through about finding their uniqueness, which which includes helping them figure out who they should serve and how they would make money doing it, etc. Um, if we if I were going to try to shortcut that, which is not easy to do, but if I were going to try to shortcut it, what we would say is you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Why? Because if you're going to coach someone um, or if you're going to, if you're going to help someone along a path, you're most powerfully positioned to help somebody down a path that you've been down. Cause you know, where, where they, where they should, where they should go. Um, although that's a little bit of a distinction between uh, coaching, counseling and training. So, uh, let me, let me talk about the difference between coaching, counseling, and training for a second. First of all, counseling has to do mostly with the past. You're talking to people about their past. You're healing the past. You're opening their eyes to, to, to hidden lessons and insights about the past, um, et cetera, et cetera. Coaching typically has more to do with the future. You're trying to guide them towards a more, let's call it prosperous future, not just money, but in other ways. But typically coaching is predicated on the idea that the client has the answer. True coaching is less of you having the answer and it's more of you asking questions, you know, and there's a true methodology to classic coaching. Um, you know, I mentioned what Brand Builders Group does is we do more of training. Uh, we're teaching people the path because we've been down the path. We've, we have done... You know, we've had New York Times bestselling books and viral TED Talks and spoken on huge stages and built eight-figure companies and launched virtual products and blah, 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 blah. So we're teaching people to do something. Well, when you're, that's training. When you're teaching your people, you're especially most powerfully positioned to help the person, you know, that you once were. Um, now that can mean a number of different things, but the question, who do I want to serve can be extremely clarifying and focusing because if you can, if you can identify the who first, you'll figure out the what, um, if you can identify the who, then you will figure out the what, because you can, once you know who, then you simply go, what is this person struggling with? What do they need? What are the steps to get there? You know, and then basically how do I find them? Um, and what, what do I need to do to get in front of those people? So let me turn that into a form of a question for you. Who should you be serving? Who are you passionate about helping? Who is out there that you would dedicate your life to making their life better? Well, I think that's people that struggle with self-esteem and confidence issues. Just in general? In general, yes. 
Okay. And you're saying that because why? Because that was me. All right. So I love that answer. I love, I, I, I love that answer. Um, so you're going people who struggle with self-esteem um, and confidence. Um, so automatically that's very, uh, refi- that's very clarifying, right? It's very narrowing. It's not just, it's a very specific psychographic, not, not a demographic, right? Demographic is, you know, female, male, but it's a psychographic that you're serving, which instructs a lot of things. It instructs what you should say, where they are, how they got there. You know, it tells you probably some things that may be true about their demographics. Um, And it also should give you automatically a lot more confidence yourself in your ability to do this and in your calling to do this, because if that was you and it's not you and you came out of that, then you should be able to help other people out of that. And in that gives purpose and context for your life, for meaning and significance to really matter is to go, I know how to help these people. I know these people are out there. I know how to help them. I must do this. Not, it'd be nice if I could not, this might be a fun side hustle. Like, it's like, this is, this is the, this is the calling on my life. Um, do you do you feel that? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Okay. So then um I think that that's that's a huge first question. Um is you know, who are you, who are you serving in general? Okay? These are people that are struggling with self-esteem and confidence. Now, another big another big question um is you know, how would you make money serving these people? Um, we call that your primary business model. How would you make money serving these people? Um, now you're saying coaching. Um, and again, coaching is a great business model because you can, you can make a fair amount of money quickly. And here's automatically the next thing that we know. We go, okay, if you're choosing coaching as a business model, now that we know who we're serving, we can we can put those two things together and go what does that person need and what can they reasonably afford so you go okay how often does this person need to talk or what other supplemental elements should you offer them you know that if if someone's really struggling with this self-esteem issue what rather than going Oh, I watched a video training on a guy that taught me how to run video courses, or I watched a training on how to launch a coaching program, or I watched some webinar about how to make money as a speaker or an author. Instead of doing that, you go, what does this person need? Is coaching what they need? And if so, how much, how frequently, and for how long? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, what would you okay great so if you're not sure here's another way of thinking about it what would you have needed right this is another reason why it's so powerful because you go take yourself back to that moment 
and go, what did I need? If, if you look at our company, Brand Builders Group, you know, I was 17 years old. I had a dream of becoming, I wanted to speak on stages. And then when I was 23, we wanted to like create, you know, a training company, a coaching company. And so we have built out 14 curriculums on all these different things, like, you know, how to, how to speak on stage, how to get booked on stages, how to launch podcasts, how to build funnels, how to, how to get book deals, how to, how to launch, do a book launch, all, all of these things, because these were all the things that when I was 17 and then later when I was 23 and my wife uh, at that time, who was just a business partner, when, when we met, these were all things we needed to learn that somebody wasn't around to teach us. So put yourself back where you were and go, what did I need? And then yours is a little different because when you're dealing with addiction, there's some medical parts of that, right? Which you're probably not getting into here, but you know, as much as possible go, all right, what, what would have helped you outside of the medical kind of requirement or, or maybe even before you got to that point, right? Like before you got to the point of addiction, what would have helped you so that that never would have happened? Well, I know it's taken me a while to get to where I am. Uh, basically, um, it was overcoming my fears and the way that I did that was to just basically force myself to do things so that I could overcome those fears until eventually I became comfortable with them. Uh, but like I said, it, it took me quite a while to do that because... Yeah, but, but you didn't have someone coaching you through the no, process. No, I did not. I didn't have anyone helping and coaching me through that. So let's say you were there coaching somebody through it. How long do you think you could you could take somebody from I'm struggling with self-esteem to, you know, I now have confidence and I'm capable to go. I'm, I'm well equipped to go live my life in the world. Um, how how long do you think you would need to work with them? I would say at least three to four months, I would think to work with somebody. And to help them, you know, get to that point where they felt confident. Yep. And how often would you need to talk to them over that period of time? I would say at least, um, well, in the beginning, probably I would say for the first two weeks, maybe every day. Okay. And um, after that, I would say at least once a week. Interesting. Okay. Uh, So you got every day for two weeks and then once a week after that. So Mm -hmm. let's call it four months. Yes. And by the way, so this is how we're, we're moving from your life calling and your life purpose and your life experience. And this is how we start to transition you into creating an actual business offer structure. And it's at the center is not what you want at the center is what does your avatar need? And that's, that's what's happening here. And notice how seamless and how fast this can move if you know what to do. So we're going to put together a four-month program. You're going to talk to them every day for two weeks. That's We'll call that 10 calls, yeah? Yes. Okay. So then that's, that is going to be 12 calls the first month, right? Yes. And, and then we're going to do, an, uh, and then four calls a month after that. So then that's, that's, Four, four, and four. So that's 12 calls uh, for the last three months. Yes. All right. So now you have 24 calls 
and you go, I got 24 sessions to work with somebody. Um, now there's a couple ways to figure out the pricing. One is to go, how much, how much time does it need? How much time does it take me to do those 24 calls to prepare for them to do the work during the call after the call? Um, you know, and, and, and when we look at creating a pricing model, but, but look, Hey, we just figured out your coaching program. Your coaching program is 24 calls. How cool is that? Okay. So once we know that we have 24 calls, that, that tells us a couple things that's going to inform both pricing, uh, and content. We'll deal with content in a second. Okay. So you got 24 calls. Um, there's a couple ways to, there's lots of ways to price things. One, and, and you hear this a lot. People say, charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth, right? Okay, so when you look at pricing models and people will go, well, what, what, you know, what do you think this is worth? Um, I'm going to go on the record here and say, I think that's terrible advice. I don't think charge what you're, I think charge what you're worth is terrible advice for new entrepreneurs. For new entrepreneurs, what you should charge is whatever you can get. Um, because what you need is customers more than revenue. You need customers more than revenue. You need practice. You need momentum. You need some money. You need, um, testimonials. You need people who can give you referrals to other people. You need to flush out your content. You need to flush out your process. You need to flush out your systems. You need to, to test this idea on real life people. And number one, if you charge a high price, you're going to create an additional barrier beyond the ones that are already there to being able to do that stuff. Plus, I don't actually think it's fair to charge people when they're basically your guinea pig. Um, and in some cases, you might need to take on some clients for free just so that they can be your guinea pig so that they can give you testimonials and referrals. And that's how they'll pay you. They won't pay you in money. They will pay you in letting you practice on them. And then they will pay you in testimonials and referrals. Uh, and referrals is definitely a form of compensation. So um, you... So I would not recommend that pricing model. Um, the other kind of pricing model, you, you know, people people will do is they will say, you know, charge based on the market, um, which is like, what are your competitors charging? Also, you know, that's a reasonable part of the calculation. Not my favorite way to do it when you you would start. Um, the other is like charge based on the market or competitors. The other is charge based on you know, kind of supply and demand, which is what can people afford? Um, and what can you afford? And this is the one that I like to start when we start a company. The goal is to go anytime someone's transitioning into something new, it's not how can I make as much money as fast as possible? That typically doesn't work super well. What we do instead is we say, what is the minimum amount I must make in order to survive? Because if we can get to that number, then it can work and we can build from there. So you can do this a couple ways. One is you can figure out what are your monthly expenses. Okay. Uh, 
and you can figure that out. Um, another way that we do this sometime is we use a we use a methodology called MVOT. MVOT is MVOT, the money value of your time. Um, with an MVOT calculation, that's typically a little bit more advanced, meaning if you're desperate for money, then what you should do is figure out what are the minimum month, what's the minimum amount I must make to survive. Um, and and that's that's how you should price it. That's what I think. Um, what is the minimum amount you you must make to survive? Now, if you're a little more experienced and you maybe you have some savings and maybe you have another side job or something, then uh, part of how you can transition is to use MVOT. Now, here's how MVOT pricing works. MVOT is to say, um, all of, uh, and, and by the way, let me clarify this. When I say the money value of time, I'm not talking about the time value of money. So if any of you are familiar with investing and compounding interest, that's not what I'm talking about here. The time value of money is what is a dollar that is worth what is a dollar today invested at some percentage worth at the future? That's called the, the time value of money. I'm talking about a completely different concept, which is the money value of your time, which is what is your hourly rate of pay? And you might say, Rory, I don't have an hourly rate of pay. I have a salary or I have investments or I have profit sharing or I have dividends or I have commission or I have any number of ways that I earn income. To which I would reply and say, no, no, we all have an hourly rate of pay. All you have to do is take your taxable income divided by the number of hours you work. And you will come. So if it's through investments and dividends and profits and profit sharing or commissions or bonuses or salary, or if you're paid hourly, it doesn't matter. You just go, what is the total amount of money I earned last year? divided by how many hours I've worked. Um, now, if you don't know how exactly how to figure that out, a good number to use is 2080. 2080 is the rough number of average hours in a year that somebody works. 2080 is the rough number of average hours someone uh, works in a year. So all you need to do is take your taxable income and divide it by 2080. That's the pra that's the pragmatic thing you have to do there. Um, so Chaylene, I, I won't ask you to share with me how much money that you made, but I'll, uh, for the purpose of everybody listening, if you take $100,000 a year, if you made $100,000 a year and you worked 2,080 hours, your hourly rate of pay would be about $48, which means if you made $50,000 a year, your average rate of pay is about $24 an hour. If you, if you made $25,000 a year, that means your average hourly rate of pay is about $12 an hour. Um, and then, you know, you could also peg $75,000 as $36 an hour. So that would give you all, and if you make more than a hundred thousand, you can you can go up and up and up and up. But that'll give you a rough amount 
a, a rough understanding of what an hour of your time is worth, an hour of your working time is worth. That is an important unit or measurement to know, because if you know that, then you know that you must charge at least that amount doing whatever your new thing is. And as long as you're charging at least, you know, that amount, factoring in all the time it takes to do work when you're not actually doing the work. So, for example, selling the client and marketing and running your business is all going to require time in addition to the hour long coaching call. But if you can kind of factor that in um, and go, okay, well, I, you know, let's say it's 50, let's, let's, let's say it's $25 an hour. Just let's just use rough, rough numbers. If you earn $25 an hour, then you know, for that call, you have to charge at least $25 because it's that hour that would be on it. Otherwise you'd be losing money by taking the call. You'd make more money spending your time doing whatever the other things are that you're currently doing to make income. But you can't only charge $25 for that hour because there's a number of activities that go into creating that call that you don't get paid for, that you have to account for of all the work it takes to create that call, to get into that scenario. Typically, though, what we find, this is just a rough, using rough math, is whatever your MVOT is, so in this, if in this analysis, let's say it was $25 an hour, which is someone who makes approximately $50,000 a year. If you were to divide that number by 0.4, um, then that would give you a pretty good retail price that you should charge. So if it was $25 an hour and you were to divide that by 0.4, then that means uh, you could charge something like $62 an hour um, for that call. And the reason that is, is because it typically takes almost about an hour, a little more than an hour of unbilled time to create an hour of build time. So anything north of $62 an hour, and, and I'm not suggesting that you do this to create your, your literal price necessarily, but it'll give you a literal number that you can then base off of. So if it was $62 an hour, say, so if it was $25 an hour was my MVOT, and I'm going to divide that by 0.4, I come up with $62 an hour, then I go, great. I probably am going to charge something like $75 per call. And that would put me in a pretty safe zone based on what I'm used to making and the amount of time it would take for me to engage in this activity at the expense of or in as a mode of cannibalizing me using my time in some other way that I'm currently doing now, which is kind of what you want. You want to give yourself a raise and and to allow allow for that. Now you could charge $100 an hour. You could charge more, but to me it's not fair nor does it work very well when you have someone who makes $50,000 a year and that's 
that's, you know, their MBOT is $25 an hour and they go out to the market and start charging $500 an hour for calls. They don't get a lot of traction. They also are not used to operating at that capacity. They don't think in the way that someone who makes $500 an hour thinks. So it all kind of starts to break down. But $75 or $100 a call would work. So let's just use $75. And then if you said, okay, my coaching program, we now know is 24 calls. So this is how your business model starts to create itself when you just like follow the follow the flow here so in your case and and do this kayleen take whatever your hourly rate is which you don't have to share it here divide that by 0.4 um and then you multiply that by 24 calls and you have in this case 1800 um you've got 1800 dollars for 24 calls spread out over four months that's how much this program could cost at a fair rate of pay. That's the other thing is you're going, you're not, you're not justifying to someone, Hey, my time is worth X and you're not using some fake, like, Ooh, I think it's worth X. Cause I think I'm worth that much. You're going, no, no, my life as it exists today, mm-hmm. I already have other things that are paying me at this hourly rate. My time The money value of my time is literally worth this much. And it prevents you from doing something stupid, which a lot of people do, which is discounting. You don't discount because you go, I can't discount. If I were going to discount it, I should spend my time doing the other thing because the other thing is actually paying me this amount. Now, you could add more margin into this if you wanted. But if you said $1,800 for 24 calls spread out over four months, And then you figure out how do you want to charge for that? You go pay me 1800 up front or, you know, you could take the 1800 and divide that by four to figure out a monthly pay, which is $450 uh, per month, which is pretty affordable for an, uh, and that's an average of six calls a month because you're doing 12 in the first month. Uh, Now the problem is you're doing all the work here up front You're doing 12 calls in the first month and then it's spread out later, which means that's a problem because if someone pays their first month, you do all this work and then they don't pay in month two, three, four, you're going to be upside down because you did all the work, but they didn't do, um, they didn't, they haven't paid you. So I would at least match it up with that. Okay. So the 450 a month thing doesn't work here. I would instead take 75 times 12 and you go 900. Yeah, of course it's half the program. So $900 the first month. And then, you know, it'd be like 75 per call each call after that $300 a month after that for one call a week. And that would be a very fair price that you can feel convicted. This is the other thing. Y'all don't understand this about pricing. We all think, ooh, I'll just put a number on there and charge it. You're going to have a hard time selling at a price point that you don't have a deep internal conviction and logic for the basis of your price. The reason that my keynote fee is more than, let's just say, tens of thousands of dollars is because it literally costs me that amount of time. If I leave my business for multiple days to go do a keynote at somebody's event, 
they're not paying me for that hour on stage. First of all, they're paying me for 20 years of research that leads to that hour on stage. They're also paying me for the opportunity cost of me spending that time on my existing company and my existing enterprise and my existing things, which pay me at a certain rate. And so in order for me to say, I'm going to take time away from A to spend time on B, B must pay me at a rate equal to or greater than what activity A pays me on. So that gives me a lot of conviction. When somebody says, what is your keynote fee? I'm not throwing out a number going, well, gosh, Simon Sinek charges this, so I'm going to charge this, or so-and-so charges this, so I'm going to charge this. It has nothing to do with those people. It has everything to do with what is my actual economic value derived in the world that I live in as it exists today. And if you do this, over time, your, pr- your prices will naturally rise as your income rises because you're always ratcheting up a little bit, right? It's that where we went from $62 an hour, but we charged 75. We ratcheted up a little bit. You could go up more than that if you want. I would just say, do it marginally. Don't do it exponentially. Don't go, well, you know, my AMBOT is $25 an hour and I'm going to charge $500 an hour for coaching. You're not going to sell any of them. I mean, you might sell, you might sucker a couple people into it, but the problem is you yourself will have a hard time being convicted. Um, all right. So anyways, Kayleen, that was a little bit of a rant separate, not just for your benefit, but for everyone's benefit about how we would do this. Okay. So now let me turn back to you and go, you know, based on that, do you feel like you've got a clear pricing structure for an offer that you could, you could confidently go out to the market with? Yes. Okay. You feel convicted on a number and you go, my time is worth this. This is what it costs. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Cause the other thing is you can't, you can't charge less than that. Now, does the number you came up with, does it meet your minimum monthly expenses? Um, well, well, here's the thing. All we know now, here's, here's, here's this, again, the business plan will write itself. And this is, um, one of our courses is called eight figure entrepreneur. And we teach like, you know, how to, how to go from a multi seven figure to an eight figure business. And, you know, we share this big, long story. And the point is the business will tell you what it needs. The business, notice how it's, this business plan is writing itself all the way back from who we want to serve. So, what we know now is how much you can charge for one customer, right? Kayleen, that's what we're yes. clear on. Okay. So now what we need to figure out is how many customers must you have in order to do this full time? And the way you figure that out. So this is the next step is you go, okay, here's how much I can fairly charge one customer. And you go, how many customers must I have? Um, at that price point to be able to pay my monthly bills. And so all you got to do is take what is your average monthly expenses, whether it's 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 a month, whatever your monthly bills are, you take that number and then you divide the two together to figure out how many customers must you have. And this is an important number for you freelancers and, you know, side hustlers and you entrepreneurs and you, uh, service providers. This is your this is your full time f- number. This is the number that says here's where you could actually like quit your job and do this full time. Or if you're unemployed, you go. This is where you better get to quickly before you either have to take a job 
or you're going to have to downgrade your living expenses or someone's going to take your car or your house. So this is an important number. All right. So how many clients do you need at that number, Kayleen, to pay your to cover your monthly bills? I would need two clients. You would need only two clients. Yes, two clients. Fantastic. That's great news. That's very, very good. Here's why I love that answer. One, it's reasonable. Two, it's a fair price. And three, we go, if we could get 10 clients, your life is going to be real happy. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So that's really, really great news. Um, so now... Let me teach you. This is how you reverse engineer sales. We have a we have a whole nother curriculum that we we teach and take people through called scale your sales. It's all about managing a sales team. And the whole thing is based on ratios and percentages. And you're just tracking using standard. You, you know, you start by making estimates. You make hypotheses. If you if you have a real company, then you go and you you mine the actual data and you reverse engineer and figure out how many people you do you need to talk to. Um, here's something that we know about selling coaching um, is the business model for this, Kayleen, at least what we teach, is super simple. You're going to go teach everything you know for free in small bite-sized chunks on social media. You're going to share everything you know for free um, in small bite-sized chunks, but in all random order. And then you're going to offer people a chance to do a free strategy call with you, a free coaching call. This is our entire business model, and it works like a gem. And typically, our sales team is, is very skilled at both finding the right match, and our marketing team is very good at knowing who's the right fit. And we're, we know that basically one out of every three people we talk to is going to end up signing up for our program. We're pretty dialed in. If you're not as experienced as at marketing or sales, et cetera, it's going to probably be less than that. But I think a number you might use, a good goal to aim for might be 20%. Okay? Meaning that 20% of the people you talk to, that if, if they request a free call, 20% of the people might sign up and become a paying customer. In other words, that's one out of five. 20% is the same as one out of five, which means if you need two clients, you need to talk to 10 people, not just talk to, but you need 10 people to request calls. So if you had 10 people request a call and 20% of them bought two out of 10, that is what you would need to get to. And you would need to do that at least every four months assuming people stayed with you because after four months somebody would expire and drop off and so you would need someone to replace them so you need to at least talk to 10 people every four months but what i would say is your goal kayleen is to talk to is to get 10 people a month if you got 10 people to request a call every month then you would sign up roughly two people every month which means in month one you'd pay your bills in month two, you double your income. In month three, you'd have margin to start reinvesting into your business. And by month four, month five, by, by month four, you would have eight paying clients. You would be making four times what you need to pay your monthly bills. 
And that gives you enough margin to start reinvesting into your business, getting a nicer website, getting, you know, a little more, you know, you might, whatever, need to buy some video equipment or get an assistant or, you know, write, have someone help you write some copy or whatever, whatever. But version 1.0 of this is you start sharing on social media for free all of your tips in two little two minute videos and offer people a chance to request a free call with you. And then when they send you a DM or when they leave you a comment, you send them a direct message and you, you ask them about their goals. And you know, there's a little more to that probably than we've got time for here, but you got to get 10 people to request free calls. Um, and so you got to figure out what are the marketing activities you have to do to request free calls. One avenue is going to be social media. That's one avenue here. Okay, so you know if you go, where do these social, where do these free calls come from? One comes from social media. Another place would come from presentations. The fastest way to drive a bunch of interest for whatever you're selling is to go speak for free in front of a room full of prospects. So you figure out where can I do a podcast or a webinar or a, a, of, of online training or where can I go do a keynote or where can I do a workshop? Where can I go get in front of a room full of people and, and, and speak for free? Um, you know, you have to build a nice one hour presentation, something we call world-class presentation craft, but you'll have to build a presentation. You deliver a lot of value and then you offer free calls at the end. That is a very fast way to generate a customer. So you got social media, you got presentations, and then the other, the third one, which is actually the fastest is referrals. Referrals, referrals from referrals. Referrals are always the fastest path to cash. Now you go, typically you would get referrals from customers, but you don't have any customers. You're starting brand new. Where do you get referrals if you don't have customers? That's the question you should be asking. And the answer is simple. You get referrals from people who already trust you. Even though you don't have customers, I hope you have people in your life who trust you specifically friends and family. And here's a big mistake that a lot of people make when they start a new business. They try to sell to their friends and family. I think that's a mistake because I think it, it creates awkwardness and it's, it makes it weird on both of you. And what you, what you need more than cus like more than customers is referrals. So instead of thinking of your friends and family as potential prospects to buy from you, think of them as people to ask for referrals from Say, I'm looking to be introduced to people who um, might be looking to build their personal confidence. I've created a 24-module program, and this is why I said earlier, this also informs your curriculum. This whole conversation tells you exactly what you need to create. You need to create a 24-part system on exactly what needs to happen on call one, call two, call three, all the way through call 24 of what you're going to take somebody through if they're struggling from self-esteem to 24 calls later going, I have more self-confidence. We don't have time to work on that right now, but you got to build that. We call that captivating content in our curriculum. You got to build that out. 
Um, but you can go to your friends and family and say, I have a 24 part program that will take anyone who's struggling with their self-esteem to feeling more confident. It happens over a four month period. I'm willing to do the first call for free. Is there anyone you can think of who might be open to talking with me? Um, you know, and if you go to, if you, if you go to my blog, I've done a bunch of videos, uh, on, um, referrals and technical training on referrals that are free. So you can, you can, you can go check out, you can go check out my blog and, and, um, you'll find it, but those are going to be your three best avenues, social media, doing presentations, and most of all, asking for referrals from people that, you know, you have a 24 part program. You're going to charge whatever the, ch the thing is. You know you need to get two clients to pay your bills. In order to get those two clients, you need to generate 10 free calls a month. And if you do that for a month after month after month, if you can generate 10 free calls a month, I bet you one year from now, Kayleen, you will be making way more money than you've made your entire life. You will be loving what you're doing. You'll have a whole set of new problems, which is how to scale and keep up with it all. But they'll all be great, great problems. They'll be first world problems. That's that's how I'd go about doing this. What do you think? Yes. Sounds fantastic. Yes. You feel clear? Yes, I do. Um, a lot of the things that you said I had already thought about, but I just wasn't sure. But you've reinforced that for me. That's so, great. By the way, yes. that means that what you've just experienced is not information. It's confirmation. Yes. Which is great. And what I would tell you here would be your action item is I want you to make a list right now of 50 people, five, zero, 50 people who trust you, who really trust you. If you can't get to 50, that's fine. Come up with as many as you can. And you're going to call those people catch up with them, see what's going on in their life, and then say something like this. Hey, do you mind if I take a second to tell you what I'm up to? Because I think you might be able to help me. That's how you transition. And they, they're going to say, yeah, tell me what you're up to. You're going to say, well, I've actually, I'm, I've launched a coaching business where I'm helping people who are struggling with self-esteem. I've built a 24 part program and I'm willing to do the first call for free. Is there anyone you know who might be looking to do a free call with me about helping them to boost their own confidence? And there's, you know, I mentioned on my blog, I've got a lot more technical thing, you know, more training on what to say there, but that, you know, high level, but your action item, Kayleen, is to make, make a list of 50 people that you, that trust you and call them not to try to sell to them, to get referrals from them. And I guarantee if you call 50 of them, you will get more than 10 people. Like if you have 50 of those conversations, you'll probably end up with a hundred, maybe hundreds of people that you can then reach out to and offer that free call to. And you will get your, you'll get your 10, 10, 10, 10 for probably six months. You'll do those calls. You'll get your customers. And then what happens is it becomes a self-perpetuating snowball because then you'll just ask for referrals from all your clients so you leverage off your friends and family to get referrals for your first wave of clients. And then you leverage off your clients to get your next wave of clients. And it just becomes a self-fulfilling snowball. That sounds great. Can you make a list of 50? I'm going to try. Yes. <laughs> you, okay. I want you to make a list. I want you to DM me on Instagram, your list of 50 
or okay. as many as you come up with. I don't need their contact, but just just tell me like here's my list. DM it to to at Rory Vaden on Instagram, and and just these are my these are my fifty. And I, and then I promise you'll call and uh, yeah I could probably chat with you a little bit more there about what what exactly to say, but you can do it, Kayleen. I believe in you. Thank you. All right, Thank go do it. Make it happen. Uh, do your little fast fifty list here and uh, keep us in, keep in touch with us. Let us know at the success line how it turns out. Yes, absolutely. How do you start a business from complete scratch? That is effectively the conversation that we just had with Kayleen on this edition of The Success Line. And it is something that we, when I say we, I mean me and my wife and business partner and a lot of our team have a lot of experience doing. We have we have done this six different times, started from complete scratch and built at least a seven-figure business. And here's the very first question. And this is the first insight we talked about with Kayleen is don't ask, what should I be doing? Ask, who should I be serving? Don't ask, what should I be doing? Ask, who should I be serving? If you can get clear on the who first, it automatically creates purpose. It creates clarity and it informs, it instructs, it it almost designs your entire business model for you. If you listen to that full conversation uh, with her, right, it, we just, it, you see how it, it leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you go, okay, who am I serving this person? What do they need? They need this. How do I put that together? It would take this. How much time would that take this? How much money should that cost this? How many people do I need to talk to this? How can I find that many people this, all of that flows right out of that question. Who should I be serving? But if you get that first question wrong, going to have a lot of downstream negative impacts. The second thing, and this is the, the second biggest realization I think that new entrepreneurs need to have is realize you need customers more than revenue early on. You need customers more than you need revenue early on. It's not that I'm against revenue. It's not that I'm against money but you need customers. You need people who you can practice on, who you can try out your service, your product, your idea, whatever. You And you need people that you can get testimonials from because in order to get customers, you need people to say, I had a great experience working with so-and-so. You want, you need that. That is one of the most uh, influential pieces of marketing is testimonials from past customers. Um, in fact, we did, we led a study called the trends in personal branding national research study. My wife, AJ led it. She's our CEO. Um, and we found that the number one most influential thing in a list of things that personal brands can do, 62% of Americans said the most influential piece of marketing that you can do is to feature testimonials from clients who have benefited from your product or service. So that's why you need customers. Even if you have to do your first customers for free, because you have to flush all this out, you got to build systems, you got to build processes, you got to build content, you have to build confidence that this works. So when you're first beginning, you need customers more than you need revenue early on. And then number three, this is the third key insight that new 
entrepreneurs. These are bootstrapping entrepreneurs, okay? These are people, if you don't have millions of dollars, you don't have investors, you don't have a bunch of savings. If you're bootstrapping your business, that's what these are. These are the three key insights that bootstrapping entrepreneurs need to know. Number three is this. You need referrals more than you need customers. You need referrals even more than you need customers. So don't focus on selling to your friends and family. It's not that you, sh- you shouldn't sell to your friends and family. I think that's fine if it happens. But when you focus on selling to your friends and family, you kind of burn out those relationships. It's awkward for you to approach them. It's awkward for them to be approached. It's like, well, you know, you're my best friend and now all of a sudden you're trying to sell me something. It's weird. In many cases, it's weird. There's ways to do it, okay? I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying if you're bootstrapping a business, what you really need from those people that will be way less awkward and likely much more effective is ask them for referrals rather than asking them to buy. Ask them for referrals rather than asking them to buy. So make a list of people who trust you. Do exactly what I asked Kaylin to do. Make a list and then call those people, explain what you're doing, And you use a simple transition like, hey, do you mind if I take a minute to update you on this new thing that I'm doing, on this new business that I've launched, on this new thing I'm spending time on? Okay, and that's it. And they say, yeah, of course. Tell them what you're doing and then ask if they would be comfortable introducing you to those people. But use your friends and family as people to get referrals from, not as people to sell to. At least that's my advice this week on the success line. So if you do those three things as a bootstrapping entrepreneur, you're going to have a chance to succeed the faster and better and just overall more in the long term. That's all we got for this edition of the success line. Keep coming back week after week. We'll keep encouraging you. We'll keep coaching you. We'll keep believing you. I'm Rory Vaden. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. If you would like to appear on the success line, head to success.com slash success line guest to fill out the application form. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most of all, tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.